Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. And we know that some of you are going to be extremely entertained by this for a few reasons. One being, this is one of our favorite breweries that we're uh, trying one of their products today. And also because uh, one particular listener has been complaining that we haven't done enough dark beers on the show. Oh, who's that? Uh, his name is Tommy Rapp. Tommy Rapp. He lives in Orlando, Florida. And even though he is a noted drinker of bottom shelf whiskey and other hard liquors, he also is a light fan of stouts. Which, this is not a stout, but this is pretty much a stout, as far as I can tell. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure about yeah. that. I do have a lot of questions about Tommy's living situation. Number one, how close is he to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum? Uh, <laughs> you can't be too close. That is not something I've asked him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe worth asking. I don't think he's worried about that. He's mostly worried about who the Orlando Magic are going to take in the lottery. Um but I digress. Let's not make this all about my six foot five friend from Orlando. Wow, six foot five. Maybe they'll take him. Yeah, maybe. He would certainly like that. But I'll just come right out and say it. We are drinking Ao Ju from Alarmist Brewing today. <whistles> yep, and I think I pronounced that right. I feel I pretty, think so too. Pretty confident. Alarmist is a Chicago, Illinois brewery. We've loved their uh, beers before we've tried. Total Carnage and Leju, which you actually gave a perfect score. I did give a perfect score to it, and I regret nothing. Yeah, and I don't think anyone had any complaints about that. But um, this is part of the Alarmist family, and apparently part of the the Ju series. Yeah, they've got a couple of them going on there. If I'm not mistaken, I think they they uh, for a while they had like a like a Simcoe Ju and yeah. You know, basically different hops, but it's a nice varietal. It's a very nice, simple can. You must actually love this can design, given your NFL allegiance, Tom. Yeah, that's right. It, it does have uh, Pittsburgh Steelers-esque colors. It's not a full black and gold, but it's a really dark brown and pretty much Steelers gold. Um, but another unique oh, thing dude, is it's black. this is a black uh, IPA. It's definitely it's black. It looks brown because it's got... Oh, wow, look at that touch. It's got it's gravy, got gravy, brown, gravy, gravy written on, on it. it. Yeah. Wow. See, that's where the brown was coming in. But oh, anyway, there is some brown down here. I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is this is a black IPA. Now, Vince, what is a black IPA for those who don't know? That's a good question. So, a black IPA hop with Simcoe and Chinook. There is no beef in this beer. We'll get to that for you non-Chicagoans in a minute. Yeah. Uh, black IPA is more than just a hoppy beer that's dark in color, the darker malts lend roasted flavors that often work in contrast with the floral, citric, and piney flavors of the hops. It can be a bizarre experience, but a unique and delicious one when executed well. And I know I've had one with you uh, in Dark Trees that I think this will yes. be similar to. And that was a nice one from uh, <laughs> our friends at Maplewood. Yeah, that's right. Uh a yet-to-be-released episode, but we have tried that one. We don't even know if it'll ever be released. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm excited about this for a number of reasons. I love Alarmist. 
uh, as do you, and I have. I don't think I've had a beer like this other than that Dark Trees one, but that wasn't quite the same. No. And on top of everything else, uh, I think this is just a, a dope idea. I think it's yeah. a great idea. So okay, if you, while we crack these here, we'll yeah. crack them and then before we give a little sip, can you explain as our resident Chicagoan why they had to explain there's no beef Yes, so um, au jus is a um, reference to a sauce that you would dip uh, beef sandwiches into, which is uh, Italian beef to be specific. Here in Chicago, we like to eat sliced beef on incredibly uh, dipped and greasy buns, and it's something that comes up a lot when you go to places like Portillo's or Al's Beef. It's basically... Just you know, broth and gravy sauce that you drench your your meat into. So and that explains the gravy on the can, yeah. but not in this one. So, anyways, cheers, Vince. Cheers, Tom. Oh yeah, look at that. My God. Yeah, it looks very brown. Okay, very yeah. flat smell. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I feel like maybe it should be a better smell. I. I. Are you getting discouraged already? No, 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 no. I, I just. I can't tell if I'm like losing my sense of smell as I continue to drink throughout the evening, or oh, um, oh boy, that I don't think that's for me. That was dark. It was dark. Yeah, it was not not in uh, yeah, it was not dark in the Christopher Nolan way. It was well, uh, Tommy. I hope you're happy. I think you'll love this beer. <laughs> no, it's very dark. It's it's almost roasted. It's like uh, I feel like I'm crushing. Uh, coffee beans on the back. That's got to be the malts, right? Yeah. This is... I can tell you right now this is not crushable. No way. No, no, no. You're drinking this and you're sipping it. You're sipping it like a fancy man in a, at one of those uh, gentlemen's clubs. that Not not the strip clubs. The, the gentlemen's <laughs> clubs like the sportsman club or something like that where you pay well, $18,000 to get in. Yeah. Like a nice country club, but it's, it's dark and business is done and you wear suits. You're talking about like a cigar club. Yeah, yeah except you do more than cigars there. <laughs> it's not, not some pole smoking club. I haven't been to too many because I've never smoked a cigar. But that, You never that's... smoked a cigar? No, no, never. Okay, I, interesting, I've... interesting. <laughs> God bless you. That was not planned, but yeah. it does sound a lot like a Jew. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Um, yeah, I don't know. This was... Uh... I was hoping for something else to be very honest. I think this is exactly kind of what I was uh, what I was thinking I'd get. I just was still taken aback. I, I'm going to have another sip here. Yeah. You know, this is reminding me of something. This is reminding me of... It, I think it, it gets better. It, have another sip. Because once you're kind of expecting it, yeah. it's not as jarring. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have another one then. Yeah. No, what I was going to say is... Um, this is reminding me of what are some movies you've seen where the trailer was a huge misrepresentation of the film itself that you ended up seeing. And I will give you one. We've talked about it before. Prometheus. I thought Prometheus was going to be incredible. And it ended up being a really boring uh, alien prequel, basically. Well, so. I think we can spread this uh, across... Everything, uh, not just movies, because so what I think about is not a real movie, but uh, for my entourage fanboys out there, 
the Medellin. Oh, Medellin. Medellin. <laughs> the Medellin. They sold the movie for $50 million on the trailer, and then the movie sucked. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think about. Um, as far as like trailers go, for me, I don't feel that I've ever necessarily been misrepresented watching a trailer and then following a movie. I think really? the danger for me is the opposite, where... I see the trailer and they put all of the good parts in the trailer and then the movie is nothing and there's nothing else. Yeah. Well, that is definitely a problem now, especially with like when you go on YouTube and they start playing the trailer before the trailer even starts and it's just like here's 5 seconds of the trailer and then boop, oh, then we're going to do the opening credits before the trailer. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Boom 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 boom. boom. Yeah. Mm. Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, one of the things that comes to mind, this is an overwhelming beer for my palate. Yeah. Well, I, well, I was going to say trailer wise, Suicide Squad had a really great first trailer. Yeah, shit. You're right. This and then, and then they had another trailer that was like a completely different tone from the first one. They were like. Oh, it's a comedy. It's now. gonna be jokey and it's gonna be fun. It's not gonna be dour and dark. Yeah. And then the movie comes out and it's just a complete fart noise of a film. Now I'm not gonna go as far as to say this is a fart noise mm-hmm. of a beer because it's not. However, we gave it a lot of hype and praise before, and I would not say that I'm having a great time drinking. I think this. this is just a matter of taste, to be honest. There is somebody out there like your boy Tommy Rapp, all six foot five of them, who loves this beer, and and for that yeah. person, I think if we're, I think what we need to do is separate our taste buds from this and consider how well this is done. And I think this is done very well, based on all the descriptions I've read of Black IPA. And I've had a couple other Black IPAs, too, in the past. I think I had one from Founders, maybe. I'm not not 100% sure. Over the summer, uh, a couple years ago. And I think this is well done. It's well mixed. It's just just rough on the back of my... It's unexpected. And it's also tough for me because, as we've talked on, ironically, the unreleased Dark Trees episode, I don't drink coffee... I'm getting strong coffee vibes from this, even though I know it's not actually coffee. And it's bitter. It's a little yeah, bitter. Because of that, it's very like, it's almost like throwing my body off in a, well, I'm know, a totally sweet guy. different way. Yeah. I'm a sweet guy. You're a sweet guy? I'm a sweet guy. You, oh, like? Like, in, I love sweet. I'm also oh. a sweet guy. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm a sweet man. Depends on the day. I'm a sweet old man. Hey, he's a sweet old man. He's a okay. sweet guy. Look at this. Look at this, Maron. Look oh, at it. Maron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go back to Italians. I think. Yeah. I think for me, this beer is uh, it's reminiscent of something that I was not prepared for, and then my initial reaction was guttural. And when I watch it again after that, I'm more prepared and I understand what's going on. And what I'd like to throw out there is Signs. The movie Signs. Okay. This beer is Signs for me. I will go back and if you ask me today, if you ask me for the last 10 years, I'll say Signs was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. The first time I saw it, I was so jarred and so uh, just terrified out of my mind because it was so unexpected and you never saw any of it coming and then when you finally saw it 
it was by the end of the movie you you, you saw the full alien and you're like yeah. oh my god the second I watched it a second time and I had the expectation I was able to enjoy the journey a little more rather than sitting there thinking oh my god oh my god exactly it and I think that's that's part of we've talked about it yeah. M. Night Shyamalan's genius is his former genius. Well, you've said genius. Well, I've... come on, dude. He, he really perfected the twist. It's, you know, he, re- he recognized that. Yeah. I think they did the same thing in Jaws, too. Right. A huge part of horror is you cannot create anything as scary as what the mind creates. And he really leveraged that really well. And so I remember very distinctly watching Signs that first time and being almost too terrified. I was also like, what, 10, 11? Yeah. You know, too terrified to, to even comprehend what happened. And then I saw it a couple sure. more times, and I was able to appreciate it a little more and, yeah. and understand and enjoy. And you still get those jumpy moments. But that's the last time I remember being so overwhelmed that I couldn't comprehend. And that's kind of what I felt here with my first sip. As I've had more sips, this is a beer that I would have, again, 16 ounces might be too much for me. This is a beer I'd split with somebody. Yeah. And I'd have it during the winter. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to hold that thought cuz I want to try this out of the glass which Let's we always do difference. on this show. And um I'm about to reference a movie that I'm not sure if you've seen before, but I know uh one of our listeners and I watched this film. We were expecting great things out of the film Downsizing. Have you seen Downsizing? Yes. Okay. Which, shame on all of us, because we were all expecting good things. Is that Alexander Payne again? Yeah, it was Alexander Payne, Matt Damon, Kristen Wiig, Christoph Waltz, Oscar winner. You know, this was a movie that on paper seemed like a great idea. Oh, what if people could shrink themselves down to, uh, you know, a few inches tall? That's a pretty crazy concept. The trailer was great. I was totally hooked. I thought this was going to be, you know, a, a classic Alexander Payne, you know, character study and a breakdown. Boy, was that movie not at all what I was expecting to see. It was quite strange. I'm to the point where I no longer trust Matt Damon. Are we putting it all on Matt Damon? I think Alexander Payne deserves some of the blame for this. Well, sure, but I, that's fine. That's fine. But I yeah. think in general... Uh, there, there was a point in time where you know you see certain actors and you know that's going to be a good one. You yeah. see a William H Macy, you know he's going to do well, even if it's in something like Wild Hogs. You're going to have an enjoyable time. <laughs> yeah. And Matt right. Damon for a while had that going, and and he just kind of has blown it over. The, first of all, I don't know if you saw the and there's a popular and very good Chicago-based improv group called Matt Damon Improv, and it's wonderful. It's all women of color who perform regularly but they are named after a moment he had during this reality show where he <laughs> told a producer who is a woman of color oh that this diversity the, was, this, was not an issue was this the the green light show yes the project okay, green light yeah. yeah i did i do remember that that was a terrible moment for him and though. it's just sort of gone yeah. downhill ever since then yeah he's had a really rough I guess like five or six years in a row. Pretty much like The Martian was the last thing that he did that was like great. And then after that, it's been a total, you know, gradual nosedive. But the reason I bring it up is 
you know, we were hyping this beer up. I was pretty excited about it. And, you know, it's just not landing with me in a way that I was expecting. Just like the movie Downsizing. And mm-hmm. by the end of Downsizing, me and my friend, shout out to Jordan Ballerine, who might be on the show soon. We were cracking up laughing at how ridiculous the plot had become. So, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, man, this is kind of not sitting great with me. That's fine. And I, I, I think it's, we've had beers that we don't love, but that doesn't mean that they're not good beers. And again, yeah. we've had some alarmist stuff. We've had great alarm. Great and I don't, I'm not even saying that this is a bad beer. It's just, it's a lot to take. And it's also like every sip is just, wow. Like they're. It just really hits you. It's incredibly flavorful. Yes. Very. There is heavy, heavy flavor on it. I I would like to actually go back and let's have a little fun here and do a little do a little Christoph Waltz. You know, oh, do some Christoph Waltz. As Christoph <laughs> okay. Waltz is trying this 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 black IPA. This is a very peculiar, very interesting, very spectacular tasting coffee based malt. Black IPA. Wow, that was. Well, I don't even <laughs> want to follow it. Do you think that maybe we should offer some to your neighbors? Well, I was just curious if you know everybody in here had had a chance to sip it. No, no, maybe no, <laughs> no. Okay, and then it's like every Christoph Waltz has that very polite thing, and right. then he goes, "Okay." And then everyone gets their heads chopped off. Right. And somehow he knows like four languages. It's You know what's amazing to me about Christoph Waltz? That he basically takes the same character from Inglorious Bastards and brings it to Django Unchained, but turns it just enough so that he's like totally a good guy in one and totally despicably evil in the other one. Like, that is a very tough act to walk as an actual actor. Hey, and you know what else is a tough act to walk is having two letters chopped off your name, but he's doing that well. <laughs> what Can if, we talk about Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What if Christopher Walken <laughs> was, was going in, there <laughs> in Glorious Bastards? You know, some people call me the the Jew killer. <laughs> I uh, I I look at this uh this weird cross and I think whoa what are we doing here and it turns out I'm I'm saving my ass <laughs> but but this guy he's he's not gonna let me off very yeah I don't know about this Lua, lieutenant Alado Rain <laughs> what, what's his uh What's his deal? Does he like watermelons? I like watermelons. watermelons. That's not from the film. I just yeah, wanted to say that. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit about uh, him on Wedding Crashers yeah, where yeah. they're just dancing. He's going, yeah. pineapple. Thoughts. 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 I like to eat it. Pineapple. Um, yeah. That would be actually, I would, I would pay to see Christopher Walken and Christoph Waltz switch spots. For every single movie, you get, imagine, including the Green Hornets. Let's not forget about that, <laughs> dude. Do do Christoph Waltz in Wedding Crashers exactly? Do the uh, you had me going, son? <laughs> you had me going, son. I thought you were something special. 
you know, you know, I've got to tell you, you, you really had me going, son. I thought you, I thought you were something special. I thought you were a special boy, but it turns out, you know, and I'm not being ever so delicate when I say this, you're just a little prick. And then Owen Wilson gets his head cut off. Yep, right. And then he gets murdered, and then the whole movie turns into <laughs> <Yeah>. black. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, Christopher Walken's out here like. <laughs> Whoa, why don't we all just have a pint and uh, maybe we'll forget what we're fighting? Whoa, about. whoa, Seth Rogen, Green Hornet, how did I get in this movie? You um, know, I, yeah. uh, I tried out for Garfield. It, uh, they went in another direction and they never called me back. It turns out I, I, I can't eat all that lasagna. I can't eat, it's a lot of lasagna. Where is the lasagna? Oh, now Jerry's getting involved. <laughs> There's something I said. Hello, Garfield. What's the, I said, what's the deal? Yeah. What's the deal? Whoa. Vince, uh, I think we need to rate rate this beer. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it pains me. It's going to pain me here. Um, because what I what I wish we maybe, and maybe we will start doing this, is I think it's well executed. I just think a black IPA is not my style. Per se, yeah, I think the, I'd have to the agree. Uh, again, it's so flavorful. It is really, really like that fills your mouth. Um, I would say I, I put this at like just a firm three. It's barely hanging onto that three level, and a lot of that is just because you know, having read it, I know what they're going for, yeah. and I know that that they achieve that. It's just not for me. Three yep. vinces out of five vinces. Well, you read my mind. Uh, I'm also giving it a three toms out of five toms. And, you know, it, sometimes you watch movies and you go, I think this was brilliantly done, but I just don't love it. And this is kind of how I feel about this. I, a lot of people I get feel it. that way about uh, our boy Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Well, I would say to those people, go fuck yourselves. But I've, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Ever so delicate, ever so delicately, uh, go fuck yourself. I hope if you didn't enjoy this beer that you at least enjoyed our uh, digression into Christopher Waltz. Christopher Waltz. Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, I, I, the two have Christoph Waltzkin? They have blended together for me at this point. Um but thank you so much for, for listening. Uh, this has been Friday Night Beers. Please follow our show on social media and on uh, audio platforms. I, do I need to say what they are still? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think, though, I would like to say, hey, uh, Tommy Rapp, who lives now mythically above the Ripley's Believe It or Not <laughs> Museum in Orlando, yeah. I, hope, I hope you're happy. I hope we satisfied your curiosity because we certainly satisfied our own. Yeah, yeah. And please give this a shot uh, when you can. But until then, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. Watermelon. 